0: Welcome back to another episode of Bite-sized Virtue. This is episode two of season four. We are another week further into Lent. And I'm realizing now, so (laughs) I, uh, my daughter, my eldest, one of the things she took on uh, for Lent was she gave up video games. And kind of in solidarity with her, um, I did the same. Of course, I realize that Mass Effect Andromeda comes out, um, you know, not too long after this episode is going to go live. So I guess I won't be playing that until mid-April, which is going to be a bit of a wait. But on the other hand, I guess in a certain way, you know, makes it more of a reward at at the end of it all. Like I think I mentioned last episode, you know, part of the reason for these Lenten penances and in particular, you know, taking on little fasts of your own. Is and it's not about giving up bad things. I mean, if you're doing, if you're doing something habitual that is wrong, um, you should really be giving that up, anyways. You know, like it's not just a thing that you should give up for forty days. The idea of a Lenten penance is really about, or a Lenten fast, you know, uh, to use sort of another term for it, is really about. Giving up something that's actually, in its own way, a good. Giving up something that's actually, in its own way, you know... Um... You know, whether it's, you know, something that's actually, you know, beneficial to your body. Um... Or, you know, whether it's just something that, you know, you derive enjoyment from. And video games can fall into that category, right? I mean, obviously, like, things like video game addiction do exist. But in the general case, you know, video games like many forms of entertainment it really can be turned toward a good end. Um, You know they bring joy, they bring entertainment, they represent a monumental uh, creative achievement on the part of the developers. There's a lot of very good stuff there. Voluntarily abstaining from some good whether you know some needful good or just something you derive joy from is actually really good training for yourself to then, you know, resist the temptation to do something that isn't so good. Like I say, I think I talked about that last podcast, and if not, well, there it is. It's actually one of the big reasons I'm a huge fan of Lent and, you know, taking on little Lenten fasts, but that's not really what I wanted to talk about today. What I wanted to talk about uh, was actually just some follow-up to the previous episode and I mean again I'm driving so uh, you can hear the car in the background so again hands-free episode and again recording on the road video mic this thing is such a valuable valuable tool um, just trying to find Uh, the feedback that I received here and I don't know if I can but maybe it'll pop up there was that So some feedback that I got on the previous episode of the podcast uh, or the previous episode of Bite-Sized Virtue at any rate, um, you know, just some follow-up commentary from one of the people who listened to it. Feeling and acting are two very different things. I feel that I'm a typical imperfect human being trying to do the best I can and doing the right thing most of the time. I never struggle to do good because doing something good for other people puts me in a good mood and I don't expect a reward. However, I sometimes find the desire to do evil to people who have treated me badly is very strong. But I remind myself of the Chinese proverb, Before setting out on the path of revenge, you should dig two graves. Then other times, I do something with good intentions that turns out badly for everyone. Um, there was a second piece of follow-up though. Where is it here? Right. It's. I think it's probably my lack of self-preservation and the fact that I don't care about how strangers perceive me that makes it easy to act. For example, I have dragged a would-be suicide out of traffic because it was obvious no one else was going to do it. And I'm not a materialist, so my first instinct on finding lost property is to turn it in. And. I have to be careful here because I don't want to sound like I'm in any way denigrating uh, what this person said because you know at the end of the day there's actually nothing in there to denigrate Um, those are all commendable things in their own way you know courage is a commendable thing honesty and uh, honesty you know and not just by word but you know with found property things like that those are commendable things Um, seeking the good of others for its own sake rather than in expectation of any reward is a very good thing. These are all wonderful things. But equally, that wasn't quite what I was talking about. And I think... Maybe it's fortuitous that I'm recording this on a Friday and I'll explain why in a little bit. But first off, you know, I want to explain something that comes out of... You know, my Catholic faith. And this is the concept of a thing called the examination of conscience. There's a couple of three different forms of this, but, you know, they basically, uh, the most common one just involves iterating actually over the Ten Commandments and asking yourself just a series of questions about, well, you know, have I lived up to this and have I not? And a really well-prepared examination of conscience, you can find little booklets that uh, you know, you can read through this whole process in, will ask a lot of you know, sort of probing questions around the concepts. You know, it's like, well, have I honored my father and mother? Okay. Um, Might start asking the question, well, what is your relationship with your family? You know, it's like, is there, bitterness between you and your family, and not just between you and your parents, but you and your siblings, which, you know, I mean, to see siblings squabble would also bring uh, a measure of sadness to their parents. Things like that. And, like I say, maybe it's fortuitous that I'm recording this on March 10th, because the gospel reading that, you know, Catholics around the world are going to hear in mass, I won't read the whole thing, but there's a relevant little point. So this is Jesus um, It's from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. Jesus is teaching a crowd, and he says, You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, You shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, Whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, You fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. And that's, I think, the point that I was going at. You know, uh, it's paradoxically, and you know, I was actually, there was a quote that I threw out into, actually, this is also a good quote to cite. This is from G.K. Chesterton. It's from a book of his that I've uh, been reading through on the Kindle lately. It's uh, called All Things Considered. And here Chesterton's talking about humor. Let any honest reader, he says, shut his eyes for a few moments and, approaching the secret tribunal of his soul, ask himself whether he would really rather to be asked in the next two hours to write the front page of the Times, which is full of long, leading articles, or the front page of Titbits, which is full of short jokes. If the reader is the fine, conscientious fellow I take him to be, he will at once reply that he would rather on the spur of the moment write 10 Times articles than one tidbits joke. And this is what I'm getting at. This is what I was getting at, I think, in that Those two things, gospel reading and then that observation of orchestration, really I think get at what I was getting at in the previous episode. Paradoxically, the big ticket items of acting virtuously are kind of easy. know it's easy to be courageous it's actually really quite easy to be honest at least in matters of property you know it's easy to not murder somebody it's funny how murder is often the example that you'll find you know when when people need to you know Contemplate something horrible that hypothetically no one ever does. I mean, for all I know, maybe someone listening to this podcast right now has actually murdered someone. I don't know, although my hope would be not. But you know, that's the point. It's, generally speaking, it's kind of easy to not do these things. It's actually fairly easy to take a courageous action. Paradoxically, it's a lot harder. To quiet the impulse to do something that isn't so virtuous, that isn't particularly moral, that maybe is overtly evil. You know, it's easy to return the wallet. And actually, you know what, to be fair, I can actually relate to the returning the wallet thing. I mean, I've never really been tempted to so much as you know, go through the contents of a wallet, except insofar as maybe trying to ascertain the identity of its owner. Um, and even then, half the times, I don't even do that, I'll just find the lost and found desk, or the customer service desk, and turn it in. But I mean, think about think about the gospel reading for a minute, right? And I, I granted, not everyone listening to this is Christian, not everyone is going to necessarily agree with Christian morality, but, That's actually a really famous passage from Jesus. In other uh, translations, it's rendered as, you know, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know there are no murderers in heaven. Um, And that is, I think, where the big struggle is. For me, at least. It's not... You know, it's not in whether or not I do the really obvious stuff, it's in those little details, those little temptations, those spurious emotions, which, you know, and I mean, what is something like hatred, you know, is, is hatred merely an emotion? Well, I mean, in in a certain way, it is, right? It's something that's felt. But at the same time, it kind of crosses the line into action. Not even necessarily in, you know, a way that involves calling someone a name. But just actively incubating thoughts, negative thoughts about another person, is when that whole emotion starts to translate into an action. And... It's things like that, that, you know, I find I struggle with and it's things like that where, you know, I find my own attempts at virtue most easily thwarted, right? It's, it's the little things, but those little things count. They count so darn much. I think, and you know, they count precisely because they happen all the time. You know, it's not every day we're going to find a wallet on the ground. But every day we're going to have a hundred or more opportunities to convey information to other people. And if I might not ever find Tim temp- find that I'm tempted to be, you know, dishonest with the contents of a found wallet. Sure, I'm constantly tempted to, you know, not convey truthful information. If I know that it'll hurt somebody, or if I know that there's going to be opposition from somebody, or if I know that it's just going to be unpleasant uh, for me or for the other person to whom I'm conveying that information. You know, I'm, I have never been tempted to kill somebody. I have never killed somebody, that I know. But do I sometimes feel just burning hot anger at people? Yeah. And that's a problem. That's, that's you know, that's a big problem. And the worst part is, is it comes naturally, to me at least. But it doesn't come naturally to everybody You know, there are, there are people I know who Just never seem to fluster Whose, whose patience is, you know, And we talk about it The patience of a saint, right? And I know people like that But I'm not one of them myself I frustrate easily, I get angry easily And, you know, while on the one hand, that's not the same as actually reaching out and trying to kill the person I'm frustrated with, if I let it sit in my heart, and I sometimes do, it's also not that different from it because I'm allowing the seeds that can blossom into hatred to find purchase. So that's what I was more getting at in the first episode. Now, after that very long clarification or further explanation, however you know you wanna think of it, what is this season of Bite Size Virtue gonna be about? I mean, it's Lent, so the natural subject to talk about would be sacrifice, but then equally have already done that. And initially when I was going to sit down with Courthouse Dragon um, in a recording session that fell through because technology failed me I was thinking we might discuss truth, honesty But you know, for some reason I selected honor as the as the uh, theme for as the as the musical theme, the uh, musical theme you heard at the beginning of this episode and you hear it again at the end is Trinsic Positive from the Ultimate Nine soundtrack. soundtracks. Of course, that's uh, the music that plays in and around the Trinsic area after you restore the Shrine of Honor. And I think maybe that will be what I try and explore for the remainder of these bite-sized virtue episodes because I don't really think that I've spent too much time on the idea of honor um, in previous meditations on the virtues that I've written at the Ultimate Codex or in previous seasons of Bite Size Virtue. So look forward to that, I guess. And you know, in a roundabout way, that does kind of relate to Honor, at least in one sense of the term, really does kind of relate to one sense. uh, Or, ah, lost my train of thought there. Honor, in one sense of the term, does kind of relate to what, you know, I've been talking about in this episode and in the last episode. Because there is a certain, if not quite hypocrisy, then at least a certain sort of not quite honorableness to um, you know, acting in a way that, I mean, is generally tries to comport with the idea of virtue or morality but while still allowing oneself to, you know, allow certain anti-virtues certain immoral things to to fester and to find a little bit of purchase in the deep, dark recesses of the mind. So I think, yeah, maybe we will try. And for the remainder of the season, look at the virtue of honor and some things that honor is, and maybe some things that honor isn't, or at least we'll give it a shot. For now, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Um, Getting close to home, you know, starting to drive slower and hit more stoplights. So, thank you all for listening, and until next time, be virtuous.